It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All right. Welcome back. Good to have you guys here. We're going to just jump into it with the quote of the day. The quote of the day. The quote of the day is, uh, uh, life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. And that is attributed to a gentleman named Steve Maraboli. I believe I'm pronouncing that correct. Author Steve Maraboli. Life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. And we want to thank Sarah P., uh, from here in Phoenix. Sarah, thank you so much for submitting that quote of the day. If you have a quote of the day, send it to us. Uh, we're, I'm all over uh, social media, or you can hit me up at support at moneyforlunch.com, support at moneyforlunch.com. If we choose your quote of the day, then uh, if we use your quote for the quote of the day, hey, you'll get some swag. Could be a t-shirt, could be a uh, uh, free food at uh, Arby's. What else do we have? Chick-fil-A and Applebee's. So it could be any of those restaurants. Uh, anyway, so uh, all right, let's get this party started. I'm excited today on the show. Lawyer Francis Jackson from VeteransBenefits.com is joining us. Uh, Francis Jackson is an attorney who specializes in disability law for those seeking veterans disability benefits and social security disability benefits. A founding partner of Jackson McNichol, he has been featured on NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox network affiliates around the country. He's most recently appeared as a guest of Ben Glass on the Consumer Advocate Show discussing benefits for veterans and social security disability benefits and how his practice allows him to make a difference in the lives of the people facing disability. He has been quoted in USA Today and is listed in Cambridge's in Cambridge, who's who? Mr. Jackson was honored by the National Academy of Bestselling Authors with a Cooley Award in September of 2012 for his contribution to the Amazon bestselling book, Protect and Defend, where he wrote about protecting one's rights to veterans' disability compensation. In 2017, Mr. Jackson was inducted into America's Most Trusted Lawyers for his outstanding work in disability law. For more information, you can visit veteransbenefits.com veteransbenefits.com francis jackson welcome back thanks bert always a pleasure to be with you thank you and, and you know what I, I wanted to jump into this and um uh i wanted to ask you this question specifically about some of the myths and uh misunderstanding when it comes to veterans disability compensation and my understanding is that there is actually a lot of misunderstanding or myths about disability compensation for our veterans. Is, is that true? Do, do they, is there a lot of confusion out there? There really is, Bert. You know, uh, you, you hear urban myths in, in lots of areas, and uh, veterans' benefits are, are, are not exempt from that, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. So uh, give me an example. What would you say the single biggest myth or misunderstanding that is uh, out there? I think probably the single biggest one is uh, what is required for eligibility. Lots of people think that if they 
uh, didn't serve during a period of war or they uh, didn't serve in combat, uh, that uh, they're not eligible for benefits. Other folks have uh, misunderstandings about what kind of a discharge qualifies them for benefits. Um, you know, the, the uh, military actually has lots of different types of discharges, uh, honorable, general, under honorable conditions, um, less than honorable, bad conduct, and so on and so forth. And it's, um, it's really only the, uh, the very worst uh, types of discharges that, uh, that bar benefits. But all, all of those misconceptions are out there, particularly, um, particularly widespread, I think, is the one about uh, needing to serve in a period of war or serve in combat. I, I can't tell you how many times I've had people ask about that. That's amazing. Yeah. You know what? And uh, I, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I think that, you know, even um, uh, I think the Army specifically, I should say the Army, I, I, I know for years ran a campaign, uh, a marketing campaign touting their benefits, saying, hey, you know, enlist in the Army and you, and you get to access the GI Bill and, and, and uh, uh, you can use the GI Bill to uh, things for college education and even to buy a house and and they and I remember this campaign because they said hey you know uh, most of our uh, men and women will, uh, will not will not serve in 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 the field of combat and um, of course that was when I you know that campaign was like I think in the 1980s 1990s things have changed since then but uh, I know that the army's done its best to try to uh, Get the word out there, for lack of better terms. Mm -hmm. I think that's true, Bert. They, they, uh, there's, there have been uh, lots of efforts, both by the services and by the VA, to get the word out. But there's still an amazing amount of uh, of just out and out misconception. Uh, you know, we 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 do, uh, as you know, a lot of uh, veterans benefits work, and we get an amazing number of inquiries about people saying, well, gee, you know, I, I wasn't in the war. I don't think uh, I'm eligible or I served in Vietnam, but I don't hear that uh, folks uh, in the Vietnam era are eligible. You know, there's a, just a, an awful lot of misconception out there. Basically anyone who served on active duty um, and those who were in the reserves or national guard and served on active duty for training or inactive duty for training, who have a an injury or illness that's uh, related to their service are uh, are going to be eligible, except for a few folks with with really uh, with dishonorable discharges. Um, other than that, people are pretty much eligible, and it continues to amaze me how few people um, know that fact. Sure, sure. Let me ask you this. Okay, so again, you, you mentioned the the big one uh, about. Uh, combat serve, uh, serving during combat and things of that nature. What are some other ones that you, you know, that are out there? Another one that we run into a lot uh, in working with folks who have applied for benefits is they feel that because the uh, application that they made for benefits was initially turned down by the VA, that that's the end of it. And, mm. you know, it's, it's this kind of thinking that I've run into with folks at, uh, who've applied for social security disability, they say, well, gee, the government turned me down. Uh, I say, well, did you appeal? And I say, no, I didn't know I could do that. And so there's a, there's a very big misconception that 
the fact that there's an initial denial um, means that there's no possibility of benefits. Generally speaking, uh, almost all of our clients come to us after having been denied and we are usually able to get benefits for them. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not the end of the road if uh, you file a claim and the VA turns you down. Yeah, I would think that that would be the beginning of the road, right? Because if you're if you're getting your benefits, uh, you know, you, you don't need to go to veteransbenefits.com. But if you're not getting your benefits, uh, then that's that's really when the the uh, what do you call it when when the journey begins, right? That's right, Bert. And sometimes, as you know, it can be a long journey. But usually, uh, we're we're you know we're we've been very successful with these cases, and we're usually able to get folks to benefits if. Uh, they have a, a an injury or illness that is related to service. Sure, sure. All right, so we covered uh, combat. Uh, we covered the uh, denial. Any other myths out there? Oh, there are a bunch. But one of one of my favorites is uh, is sort of a in in some ways it's it's kind of a variation on the, the denial issue, but it's. Uh, I'm stuck with this rating is what we call it. Um, you know, somebody uh, files a, uh, a claim, say, for PTSD, for example, and they get a a, uh, a 0% rating or a 10% rating, and they say, well, gee, you know, that's all the VA would give me. And we explain to them, gee, you know, that's not really how it works. You can appeal the rating. Uh, we can try to put you in for a higher rating. Uh, we can go back and file a supplemental claim to get a higher rating. And... We've had, uh, you know, great success in in getting people's ratings increased over the years. Once, once they get an initial rating, that does not mean that 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 is the rating. That that's the final result. In fact, often, what we find is that we get low ratings in cases where um, very significant ratings are are really appropriate, and it's a question of just uh, pursuing it and providing the VA with the medical evidence and uh, the uh, you know the testimonial evidence to support the higher rating and, and so when you're saying a rating why don't you kind of explain what that means to us who uh, sure, sure. Who I, I, don't, I don't I'm, I'm i'm probably being too uh, too technical and you were kind to say it that way but um what what the way this works bert is uh, say that I'm a veteran and I walk down to the VA and I put in a claim and I say that um, when I was on active duty, I injured my right leg and now I'm having a lot of problems with that leg. And, you know, I'm getting numbness and tingling and uh, swelling and pain and it's just, it's not working well. So the VA processes that claim and then they give you what they call a rating, which just means that they assign a percentage of disability uh, to that claim. Now, you can have ratings for a whole bunch of different claims. Um, you know, you can have a disability on your left leg and your left foot and your back and your left shoulder um, and a PTSD rating. And so what, what the VA does is they have this big chart. Uh, it's called a rating schedule. And it says... If the person has this problem and they only have they only have this range of motion uh, in their shoulder, for example, then we rate that at 10%. And if they have this limitation on their range of motion, then we rate it at 
But the point I was trying to get across is that the fact that they give someone a low rating, um, a 0% rating or a 10% rating, um, that doesn't mean that that's really the correct rating. Often it just means that they don't have enough medical evidence to uh, arrive at the higher rating, and what we have to do is get that medical evidence and the veteran's testimony in front of the VA so that they can say, gee, okay, now that we've got all this other medical evidence, we can see that we should have rated this higher and we'll increase the rating. And the the uh, this rating thing uh, actually gets very complex because what the VA tries to do, Bert, is they try to take these ratings and put them into an overall conceptual framework that's supposed to reflect the extent to which the injury or disability diminishes your capacity to work and earn money. So if you have a 50% combined rating, they're going to pay you, oh, it's around 1500 a month. I don't remember exactly. the, the they, they adjust the number each year. I, I don't remember the pennies, but it's around that. And so they, uh, uh, they, you know, they look at you and you say, okay, we, we got, you know, you've got a 20% rating for this and 20% rating for that and a 20% rating for this. And when we put those all together in our combined rating table, we call that a 50% combined rating. And we say that's about a 50% loss in earning capacity and we'll give you 1500 a month tax-free. And then if you have, for example, a 100% rating, it's uh, it it doesn't go up uh, just arithmetically. It goes up uh, you know, pretty much geometrically. It's double the uh, the fifteen hundred uh, amount. You get over three thousand a month. But it's it's uh, it's intended, as I said, to uh, to try to match up to loss of earning potential. So that if you have a hundred percent rating, you get a little over three thousand dollars a month tax free, which works out to about the same as the guy down the street who's working and making $50,000 a year and paying taxes. You're, you're going to end up with about the same amount of money in your uh, account as he is after he pays his taxes every year. Wow. All right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I can kind of see the government's position on that. I mean, you know, if, if, if your leg was, again, you know, hurt a little bit, then they're going to compensate you a little bit. But if your leg was hurt a lot, then they're going to compensate you a lot. That's it. And the hard part sometimes is explaining to them uh, the the medical evidence that shows that the the injury is more serious. As as you know, um, you, you've had a, you've lived long enough and seen enough medical uh, events to know that. Doctors don't always write in uh, simple and clear English, and they certainly don't always take the time to, uh, to translate it into terms that the VA uses. So it, it, can, it can be quite a, a challenge to explain to them the, the severity of the injury. And uh, I, I noticed you got a little chuckle from you with the uh, discussion about doctors writing plainly. I think we've all been down that road. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's part of their training in medical school. If uh, you know, if if you can if you can make it simple, then you you can't be a real doctor. Right. 
<laughs> All right. So, any other uh, any other myths out there? Uh... Sure. One of one of my other uh, favorites is uh, I can't get disability from the benefit uh, disability benefits from the VA um, while I'm working, and that that's simply not correct. If you have a uh, disability or an injury or con- medical condition that's related to your service. It does not have to be bad enough to disqualify you from working. Uh, VA compensation is is very different from, say, Social Security disability or workers' comp, where basically either you're disabled or you're not. Um, the VA uh, just focuses on individual disabilities, and then as we talked about, they, they can combine them. But there's no requirement that... If you have a 10% rating for an injury to your leg, uh, you can't also work full-time. You know, you may need to find an employer who will make accommodations and give you a job that doesn't require you to do anything that uses that leg very much, but you can still work as long as you're physically uh, able to do that. There's no legal barrier to both working and getting some level of VA disability. Now, as you get up into the the higher levels where 80, 80, 90, 100%, probably your condition is serious enough that you can't work. But um, you can certainly apply for and get benefits even though you're working. And I, I, I am amazed at the number of people, Bert, that are convinced that's not correct. And we explain to them that it is. You know, you have this condition. You can definitely apply. It uh, doesn't mean you're going to lose your job. It uh, doesn't mean that... You're ineligible because you have a job. Um, it's just one of those myths that's floating out there that seems to be uh, uh, impossible to kill off. Sure, sure. Well, you know what, and I'm thinking, you know, listening to you, I, I could just see, uh, uh, again, a lot of our veterans suffer from not physical but, you know, emotional or mental type scars, right? So you're, you can physically do the job, but maybe you need some help getting some some of those cobwebs out of your head, and uh, and I could see uh, uh, again whatever you know, our veterans needing some help there. I'm grateful that the government doesn't see it you know so black and white that uh, you know hey you're physically able to work and and you're uh, but you need some help in the let's say the emotional or the mental area. Let's get you that help. So I'm grateful for that. And Bert, you know you've you've hit on an important point there. One of the things that is a hallmark of military life is this notion that we're going to tough it out and soldier on and, you know, not ask for help. And uh, it's, it's very difficult for some veterans to uh, accept the notion that they need help, that they need, whether it's disability benefits or medical benefits uh, from the VA. But, um, you know we're we're doing our best to get that word out, and I appreciate your helping today by publicizing this to get that word out because it's important. Absolutely. Uh, again, you know the, uh, the the veterans, the the brave men and women who have put their life on the line, and and uh, you know it, it's tough. It breaks my heart for some of these uh, people that that, uh, you know, they come here uh, after serving and uh, they're denied their benefits or, you know, or, or in, 
what we're talking about today. They, they believe they're not entitled to a benefit for this reason or that reason. And again, I'm grateful that uh, veteransbenefits.com and, and Jackson McNichol is there to serve these guys and, and help our brave men and women get that compensation that, that they deserve, that, that, you know, that they're doing such an important job. And like a lot of people that do important jobs, they're, they're really under the radar. We don't, you know, we don't, they, they don't get any publicity that, you know, they don't, they don't get showered with praise like a, like a pro athlete does or, or somebody like that. I mean, these guys, like a lot of the heroes out there are under the radar and, and people just take them for granted. That's true. That is true. Hey, uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, is there any other big misconceptions? Well, you know, Bert, uh, one, of, one of the other things um, that the, the VA is famous for is, is publicizing the notion that um, they are there to help. And that's true in many ways, but it doesn't mean that you don't need help with the VA. And as you and I have talked about sometimes, um, there's there's this misconception that uh, I don't need help with my VA claim. If I have a good claim, I should be able to just walk in and tell them, tell them about it and they'll send me a check. But it doesn't really work that way, especially with complex claims or claims that stem from incidents uh, a number of years ago. You know, if you have a, an obvious uh, claim, say you, you've just come back from the Middle East and you were unfortunate enough to step on an IED and you lost your right foot, you know, they, they can see that, they can rate it, uh, no problem. But if you're the guy that was sitting in the Humvee 50 yards away when the explosion went off and you got a concussion and you seem to get better from that. You know, you're up and around and you know who you are and you're able to speak and walk. Um, then they may not realize that you have a traumatic brain injury and it may take a lot of effort and time to persuade them um, that that really is the fact and uh, show them the, the psychological testing to support it and all the other steps that are sometimes necessary to prove these more complicated and, and sometimes more subtle claims. And, you know, um, a, a lot of veterans uh, believe, believe very strongly that they should be able to go into the VA and say, I have this claim, and the VA should say, okay, and send them a check. But it just unfortunately doesn't work that way. In, in complicated cases, uh, they'll likely need a lot of help. And sometimes... Um, it takes uh, takes quite a bit of time and and uh, uh, evidence and effort to uh, get across to the VA that this really is a, a genuine claim and that the person is uh, is uh, you know entitled to uh, to benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that you make a very very uh, strong point there. Uh, the uh, I would call it uh, there, there's an old kind of a, uh, there's a, a joke out there that I've heard for years, you know, the two biggest lies is uh, the checks in the mail and uh, I'm, I'm from the government, I'm here to help. And, you know, the more complex, the harder it is for the government to wrap their heads around it. It doesn't fit in their box. So therefore they don't know what to do with you. Um, you know, look at, uh, 
uh, an example that uh, that shocked everybody is when all that flooding happened in uh, Louisiana, and it took FEMA forever to 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 be able to get water and help to those people. Uh, it, and uh, it, it was just it was just very difficult. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, I think that the government does want to help. I think that there's people there that want to do a good job, but they're restricted. They, they don't have. They're not empowered to just uh, make a decision and say, yeah, you know, l- let's just do this. They unfortunately have to go through the the layers of red tape in order, you know, in, in order to, um, to to help someone out. Or in, in a lot of cases, you're probably familiar with this more than anybody else, is that, you know, they, they pass the buck. Oh, well, you know what, it, it doesn't fit in my department, so I'm going to I'm going to transfer this case to somebody else and hopefully they can help you. And so, yeah, I, I can definitely see how uh, a very, you know, a, a complex case or something that's not obvious can all of a sudden become, can turn into a, a five or 10 year struggle for a veteran. Sadly, that happens. Yeah, I, I bet it does. And, and, uh, and like we've been talking about today, with, with the with all the different things that 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 can happen, uh, and sometimes it doesn't happen for years. I mean, you know, you and I have talked about um, the uh, Vietnam vets uh, with Agent Orange, and uh, it took years to get those people uh, compensated, uh, and then it was the. Uh, uh, I believe it was the uh, Blue Water, I think is what's called the Blue Water veterans who were washing the planes that were uh, involved in dropping the Agent, uh, Agent Orange, and it took even longer for those guys to get compensated. So it's, it's, it is a slow process, and you need somebody like, uh, like your team there at Jackson McNichol or at veteransbenefits.com to you know, steer them in the right direction and, and, and uh, stay focused because I imagine, Francis, that there's people that you work with that want to give up after being involved in the process for several years. They're ready to give up. It's just taking too long. That's true, Bert. That's, that's really one of the, the hardest parts, I think, of our job is to keep people's spirits up and, and – uh, get them not to give up because the the VA drags these things out so long sometimes that, as you put it, uh, people just feel like I, I just can't take this anymore. It's gone on too long. I'm giving up. But uh, luckily, we're we've, we've got a, a long track record, and we can usually explain to them that uh, we we understand that it's taken a long time and that's unpleasant. But leave it in our hands, and we'll we'll keep at it, and we'll get you there eventually. You know, uh, but it's. Uh, it, it can be very difficult for people. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, Francis, we're almost out of time. Any other any other myths that we want to discuss before we wrap up? I, I think we've hit all the uh, all the top ones, Bert. Great. Well, as always, thank you, my friend, for stopping by, and thank you uh, for your team there at VeteransBenefits.com for the help that they provide our veterans. And uh, as always, my friend, it's good to have you on the show. My pleasure to be with you, Bert. You take care. All righty. Good stuff there from Francis Jackson, one of America's most trusted lawyers when it comes to things like veterans benefits or Social Security 
disability benefits. If you or a loved one are suffering, I always tell people don't suffer in silence. And please, ladies and gentlemen, let's spread the word. Let's tell everybody we can about veteransbenefits.com. It costs nothing for somebody to call, talk to Francis Jackson or, or one of his team and get some help, get some clarity, get some answers. Uh, as you heard today, even if you've been denied, you're probably, can, you can probably get some help from veteransbenefits.com. Even if you uh, had a questionable discharge, you can probably get help from veteransbenefits.com. Uh, if you did not serve in combat, you're entitled to benefits. Check it out at veteransbenefits.com. Uh, just understand that you're entitled to your disability benefits. Your family is entitled to those disability benefits. And you can get help for free at veteransbenefits.com. Let's share this episode with as many people as we can. Let's help as many people as we can. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.